Hi, I'm Arlen Walker, and I'm live from Pelham's Wasteland, and today I'm going to talk a little bit about I'm not entirely sure what. Um, so first off, I'm answering some call-ins from Jason, and then I'm not sure. I'm going to do kind of a free-form episode today, kind of see where where my thoughts take me. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in something a little more experimental, a little more kind of out there, then uh, yeah. Stay tuned. Hey, Arlen Jason here, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Just want to comment real quick on your comments on my call in. I am feeling better. Thank you. Um, I look forward to playing with you next week, I hope, on Tuesday. Hopefully, we'll get that Pathfinder game or whatever that game is in. Um, Swords and Sounder sounds great. Thank you for sharing that link. I'm familiar with Riddle of Steel. As a matter of fact, I don't know how I found that back in the day. Um, I did SCA and I messed around a little bit with the European sword fighting martial art thing. Um, so maybe it was through that. I don't know. But I'm familiar with Riddle Steel. That's kind of cool. And Blades in the Dark. I never got to play it. I've read it and we participate in a play up of a cyberpunk version of it. Like we did the world building and all, but never it never got to the table. But yeah, so that's a neat blend. So I definitely look forward to trying that out if we get it to, you know, get, do a play-by-post. As far as um, do, do something... Oh, Crunch. So I don't mind Crunch. I guess what I don't like is a game that forces me to do a specific kind of character build to get the best results. Like, I, you, you know what I mean? I want to build a character that's going to be most interesting in the story. I don't want to do the mechanical... I don't want to do the, um, the power gamer thing. I'm sorry, I'm going to work, it's early, I'm not awake yet, but but I don't want to do the thing where I'm I'm doing the best optimal mechanical build, you know what I mean, I don't mind crunch, like I like Rollmaster, and I like first edition AD&D, and all that stuff, I just don't want to be forced into, well, if, Palladium, if I don't take, um, you know, boxing, I won't get this extra attack, or if I don't take athletics, I'm screwed, that kind of thing, so, talk to you later, bye. So that was Jason calling in to talk a little bit about my my response to his call-ins earlier. Um, so yeah, as far as stuff goes, I um, I think I'm the same way with you about crunch versus kind of power gamey stuff. I'm you know I really like having a well designed system that's freeform enough to accommodate a lot of stuff and doesn't kind of have to fit in one way. Um, and there's some some kind of caveats to that. There's, I don't know, there's different systems that feel, you know, differently built, I suppose. Um, some of them, I think, are kind of, some of them that I like where I, I well, I don't know. I'm having trouble articulating today. But I'm glad that you enjoyed Sword and Scoundrel looking at it. Um, it's a really cool game and I'm I'm really excited. That one excites me a lot. Um, I was talking about City of Mist a little bit and I was talking about um, Scum and Villainy, the, the Blades in the Dark sci-fi game that that might be a thing to do play by post. Um, so all of that sounds cool to me. As far as the game next Tuesday goes, next Tuesday is going to be the Mutants and Masterminds Halloween special, which I'm very excited about. And in fact, I think that's what I'm what the majority of this episode is going to be about. So uh, if you're interested in that, stay tuned.
So for a while now, I have had this idea to use mutants and masterminds for sword and sorcery heroics. And I put together a Roll20 game, and it was just for tinkering for a little while. But then I was like, well, you know, screw it. Let's let's actually do it. So I um, took the Pathfinder 2 versions of these characters that I've got for the War Dogs of Zoth campaign, as we have been calling it. And I rebuilt them as Mutants and Masterminds characters, um, all as power level 8, which is kind of... Right at the edge of like super heroics. Power level seven is like Olympic athlete levels versus power level eight is, you know, above that. That's into kind of pulp heroics, but not like big four color supers, really. Um, and so I felt like that would be good for sword and sorcery heroes because they are kind of above the definitely above the human average and kind of above the reasonable expectations of human excellence in a lot of cases, um, depending on the type of sword and sorcery. But I'm thinking really Conan and Robert E. Howard is my kind of go-to model. And obviously there are different different characters and different sort of interpretations of sword and sorcery. But really thinking about Conan in Robert E. Howard, he is definitely kind of above us mere mortals in a lot of ways. I mean, even so like the frost giants daughters, I think generally considered to be the, the earliest in the internal chronology and um, Conan, you know, kills two frost giants and chases down the girl after a huge battle that he has been basically the only survivor of he's, he's even at whatever he's supposed to be in the internal chronology, you know, 16 or 18, maybe a little older. Um, he's even at that point, incredibly capable, right? That's, that's something that no kind of, ordinary mortal could expect to do in a lot of ways um anyway so what what i'm getting at is this idea of the heroics and and basically the suggestion that i read online was to use mutants and masterminds for robert e howard style sword and sorcery and i like robert e howard style sword and sorcery a lot so i was thinking okay well let's try it let's do it so i've got a a whole adventure in zoth that I've come up with a, um, a kind of concept for a story and, a, a, a that has turned into a full kind of full adventure length story. Um, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to see how it turns out. Um, one of the big things that I'm kind of excited by is the way that, um, I really feel like it's going to allow all these characters to feel larger than life while still being able to, and, and specifically that it's going to not feel like just kind of, Oh, we're like level seven adventurers facing level two enemies. We kind of, we've got this that I want it to, to feel more like we're like, you know, beyond the the sort of normal scales and so we can take down minions just fine but there's other stuff beyond mortal scales that's with us here too and those enemies are going to be a a really serious threat um so i'm excited i'm excited to see how it plays out 
um, we're gonna find out. We're gonna we're gonna see. We're gonna um, have some fun adventuring. I'm a little worried about the um, the action economy versus bosses element. Um, so we're gonna have to see how that works out. Um, I might have to make some on-the-fly tinkering if things don't work out quite as I expect. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited about trying out Swords and Sorcery and Mutants and Masterminds. And I'm not entirely sure why it is that that, that combination kind of speaks to me so much. Although I think it really... Um, has a lot to do with the kind of framing of the the conversation, right? If the role-playing game is a conversation, the, the way that it is framed does a lot for it. And I think it's almost the opposite of what I felt like was going on with Ash, where in Astonishing Swordsman Sources of Hyperborea, I felt like this is this is uh D. This is built for DD style stuff. And that mutants and masterminds, if it's built for super heroics and kind of over the top action and adventure and all that sort of stuff that maybe it'll fit with my ideas about over the top action and adventure better. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. We're going to have to, to see what the, what the setup is like, what the, the game ends up being like, what, um, everything ends up playing out like I think it'll be a lot of fun um but we're gonna have to see so I don't know I'm not entirely sure how it's gonna gonna turn out um but I think it's gonna be a lot of fun so the other thing that I've got going on soon is I am running my second session of Paladin the Battle of Roncevau um, on Saturday. And I think that's going to be quite a bit of fun too. Um, Paladin is, I think, a, a really great game. It's really cool. The session, the first time was a lot of fun. I'm thinking the second time it's going to be even more fun, partly because I kind of know it better now and I can do some things to kind of tinker with the, the adventure to make it what I think is going to be even better. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about Paladin as well. Um, Paladin, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to do or what I'm going to do more with it is kind of the thing that I had a whole lot of fun with the first Roncevau session. I expect to have a lot of fun with the second Roncevau session, um, but I'm not entirely sure what to do with it next. I, at one point I was talking about using, essentially using the sort of concepts from Paladin as a way to build a game of Hero Quest. And that's still sort of on the table that I think Hero Quest would be a lot of fun to, to tinker with, to play with. Um, Hero Quest is more of a story game, but my idea was to sort of, make it a little bit more trad and kind of build it all together so that it was um, so that it felt a little bit different. And so that I could do my own kind of world, my, my um, Pelham land, as I have called it um, my world of 
Arthurian adventures that doesn't have King Arthur in it so that I could do whatever I felt like with it. Um, so that's sort of on the table, and that's another idea for a game. Um, Scum and Villainy, I've talked about, and I've read some of it now. I haven't read the whole thing, but um, it also looks pretty cool. And it, in some ways, looks like what I might want to use, what I might want to do Star Wars in. Um, I'm not sure how to feel about the Star Wars FFG narrative dice system. Um, some of that seems really cool. Some of it seems a little iffy to me. Um, playing it one time was a lot of fun, but I don't know how it's going to work for a, a long-term campaign or how it's going to fit my ideas. But um, Forge, the, the Blades in the Dark Scum and Villainy might actually be a really good, because I've got this idea for a sort of military Star Wars campaign, basically a like a, a small special forces unit going in and, and fighting fighting the baddies or the goodies if they if they feel like they want to play, you know, elite imperials troopers and and go in and try to disrupt the rebel war machine, that could be fun too. Um so I think that might be a a thing to do with um scum and villainy. Um thinking about other games so mutants and masterminds i already talked about amazing adventures is another kind of pulp heroics game it's based on castles and crusades and um i've been thinking a little bit about that one and maybe trying to get that to the table and try that one out um yeah, I don't know. I've got kind of a bunch of stuff. Oh, and I was going to talk about um, our champion session. We played champions on Wednesday night. Kevin ran champions for me and John, and it was a blast. It was really fun. Um, it, I think, was on the side of a game where I would play it but probably not run it. Um, at least for now, without more familiarity with it, kind of like how I feel about Pathfinder 1, that I would play Pathfinder 1, but I don't think I would ever run a Pathfinder 1 game. Um, just too much for me. Um, but Champions Champions was um, a... Uh, a... Uh, really fun session i part of it was i got to play exactly the character i would want to which was basically a, a big iron man style guy blasting away at things with you know high damage and flying around and and not well actually a fair bit of versatility the the level of versatility was really cool actually um but it was it was pretty fun pretty cool um yeah that uh i don't know champions was a lot of fun again it's probably not something that i'm going to run but it was fun to play and i'd love to play more um yeah, I'm trying to think of some other because I had a couple of different games kind of in the works that I was thinking about. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it and I will get back to you guys. So um, that's just some of my my plans, my ideas, my 
thoughts, and we're going to go to the outro. So that's the episode. That's the whole thing. Um, yeah, hope you enjoyed. This was a bit of a, a rockier one. It was kind of all over the place. Um, didn't have sort of a core thing that I wanted to talk about, but I felt like recording something and thought, you know what? I'm not going to let that go to waste. Um, yeah. Hope you enjoyed. Um, if you want to talk to me, hit me up on Twitter at Cows from Powis. Hit me up on Anchor at anchor.fm slash Wasteland. Hit me up on Discord. I am active on a couple of different Discords. And if you listen to this podcast, you almost certainly know which ones those are. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I will talk to you soon. I've been Arlen Walker. I've been live from Pelham's Wasteland, and I will see you next time. So take care, everybody.